Hello, everyone. I am Stephen True, and I'm joined here by a fantastic guest and a, one of the core members of the Architecture Social, an architect himself from the industry. We have Benjamin Champion, and Ben, as well as being a fantastic, super skilled architect, part of the Architecture Social, has done amazing and important stuff. Maybe the most important thing of setting up our Dungeons & Dragons. Ben, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm melting slowly. Me, <laughs> me too. In bizarre weather. But I'm good. Me, me too. What happens, Ben, is when you record a podcast like oh, I'm doing now and you're doing, we have to shut all the lights off, even though it's, it's, it's beautiful out, outside. And I shut the window and the door, so it's absolutely boiling in there. But if at any point yeah. during this it gets too hot, you feel free to open the window and we'll stop the podcast. How are you though, apart from the heat? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. It, 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 I've had a very weird day getting back into the swing of things at work after a week off, which I was away for a week and it felt like a week and I came back to work. Oh, I don't work here, right? How long have I been away? <laughs> a month? I, I, how, how do I work? So yeah, that was all a bit bizarre, but I got that. I figured things out by the end of the day. Um, yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Have a weird day at work. It does happen. I remember when I was at school, and you know when you would go away for the summer holiday or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, four weeks. After, or whatever it was, four weeks or six weeks four or whatever weeks. it was. Four weeks, we had six. <laughs> I was six, yeah. And so you'd be like, this is amazing. And then by the end of it, I'd come back to school, and I would be like, I can't write. I've forgotten how to write in the six weeks. And I couldn't write. I'm like, how do I write? So I know, I think it's like that with everything, but um, lucky or unlucky for me, I don't really use Revit anymore, Ben. I used to use it in 2014, but I haven't since. But enough about me, this is actually about you. So for anyone that hasn't met you yet, while you're in the architecture social, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So imagine you're an architect right now, is that right? Yeah, I'm a, well, just about. I'm a very baby architect. I qualified last October. Woohoo! Well yeah, done. The world's most anticlimactic event. <laughs> yeah, you're an architect. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> I, I have a friend who said that as well. He's like, you're building up to like finish a race and then you just finish and then you're like, where is everybody? But it's like, hey, yeah, well done. That's an, that's an excellent way of putting it. Or you get to the end and then you realize, oh, wait, I have to go and walk all the way back. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure you could have like posted the news on LinkedIn and you would have got like 20 or 30 likes, right? That's got to be worth the hard work for a year, surely. I may have done. I honestly don't remember. I was away when it happened and my partner got the news and then about two hours later, I got an email saying, you've qualified as well. So, okay, great. Let's celebrate because we were away. And, you know, don't need an excuse to drink more when you're on holiday, but we took it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it just it gives you an excuse to buy the more expensive champagne. Yes, um, but then I went back to work, and it was exactly the same because it's just like learning to drive. Like, great, you, you're allowed to drive by yourself, but you know you still have lots of learning to do. I don't think well, that's necessarily a bad thing. It just feels weird. Well, look, well done because I didn't finish my um. I I was I am a part two. I'm still technically a part two, but I admire anyone that's got their part three. It's a lot of hard work, and now you can do amazing stuff. You can build buildings, but as well, you can legally be sued. So well done. Huh? I know, go. isn't it great? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! You're now liable. Woohoo! Yay! Uh, yes, yes, exactly. So. So that aside, Ben, it's amazing that you've graduated. So fantastic news. But I want to know a little bit more about who you are and Ben's roots, okay? So I haven't got all my sounds here because, unfortunately, my soundboard, I've lost the voices. But I've got a few here. Let's get, like, I want, like, um, let's get a bit of anime because, you know, we, me and you like video games. So let's get, like, a... Flashback mode. Oh okay, so that's God. the flashback mode. So, Ben, take, take us back the years when you, like, you, when you went back, there was a one point when you must have thought, 
I'm going to study and be an architect. So can you take us back to that journey? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I have lost count of how many times I've told people this story because everyone wants to know when and why you want to be an architect. Yeah. You just go to university and study history. Nobody spends every time they meet you going, so why are you studying history? You just accept it. But for some reason with architects, everyone wants to know. So I, I say I was five. I, I don't really know. But when I was five-ish or around there, uh, yeah. my dad would occasionally come home with estate agent brochures because my parents spent the majority of my childhood going, we should move. The house isn't big enough. And they still live in the same house. And ah, I'm my parents 27 just moved next week. My parents just moved after 25 years. There you go. Yeah, I think they might soon. But they <laughs> talk the about it all the time. And so my dad would come home with these estate agent things, you know, in the days of analog brochures and doing things in paper and going to the estate agent instead of looking everything up on Lightmove. Yeah. And I'd steal them. And I'd stare at the plans and I'd draw all the plans and yeah, I drew plans by hand on paper to make them look like plans. I was that cool a child. Wow. Uh, and then, so yeah, at, when I was a kid, I wanted that. There was a point where for my birthday, I was like, mum, dad, get me this software to let me draw houses. And I had no idea where it came from. Some bizarre American thing. I've never seen them since. I think I went through two different of the ones of these software over the course of my childhood. Thinking back, it's basically really, really crap BIM software because you draw walls and put doors in them. But as a kid, I, essentially, it was like playing Sims without... You know, I was going to say drowning people in swimming pools. Um, <laughs> then eventually, I moved on to Sims, and in Sims, I would I build a house, go great, now time to play with it, and then I'd get bored immediately and yeah. build another house. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I I was the kid by by the time I finished secondary school. Everyone knew I wanted to be an architect. Even people I never spoke to guaranteed knew that I wanted to be an architect. It 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 it, it defined me as a child somehow. Um, and yeah, I, I really don't know when exactly it started, but I always tell people at least that it was my dad bringing the drawings home because that's like the first thing I remember. I love that. What a great story. Let me just quickly interject as well because a, a podcast interview shouldn't be all one way. Um, let me tell you a quick story about me. So I was a big fanatic of SimCity as well. Okay. So oh, yeah. and me and you, we have gaming, you know, like roots. Okay. And I'm proud of my gaming roots. Okay. And my grandfather was amazing. And he used to get me to type on the computer. So he would be like, you need to learn this. You need to learn how to type. And I'd be like, oh, man, Dad, this is so boring. And he was like, I'll tell you what, if you learn the type for half an hour with me. He was a good granddad, thinking back, because it's really handy, because I can touch type now. So yeah. thank you, Grandpa. You know, I really appreciate it. And anyway, so he got, okay, you learn to type on the keyboard, and I'll let you play SimCity. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And so I would do SimCity for an hour or two, and then when I realized that me and my, my grandmother and my grandfather, they were really good to me, and they would let me stay over, and they enjoyed my company. And then I realized quite quickly that if I stayed at Grandpa's, I could play SimCity. And Grandpa likes to sleep earlier and then stay up late in the night. So what I would do, I would say, Grand, I'm going to play SimCity. So I play SimCity for hours. Anyways, so when SimCity Sims came out, I knew it was by Maxis. I knew it was by the creator. And I just bought the Sims. And then, I, and then unfortunately, I had to go on a family holiday. So I was probably, what, like 10 or 11 when the first one came out? And it was a nightmare. But I was so obsessed that when we went on holiday, I bought it and I took the manual. And every day by the pool, I read the Sims manual. I read everything about it. I read how to do it. I read it. And I remember it to this day, flicking through this manual. And then when I was finished the holiday, I couldn't wait to play Sims. Yeah. So that I just miss manuals in games. Yeah. 
The well, best bit, you convince someone to buy you a game, and then in the drive home, you read the manual. Of course. That's this what is, you do. Yes. So I was stuck with this manual during the holiday, right? Oh, so you kind of you, you kind of get it. But when you're like 10, it sounds mad, but I was obsessed. So, you, so I totally get it. And maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, we, let's talk a little bit more about your career, but I would love in particular, because we have a passion about games, to bring that up as well. Okay. So, speeding ahead, you talk about BIM, talking about Sims, okay? I'm looking at what you've done here. So, you went to uni. I'm sure, imagine you did the freshest thing. You did all of that. Me and you. God, no. Not even remotely. Didn't you do freshers? No. What did no. you do? I don't like people. You don't like uh, people? No. So, I mean, that's, that's wrong. You're, like, really nice and sociable on the social. Oh, I am. But... For me, my ideal evening is staying at home with a book or something. During freshers, I was like, I should go out and meet people and do the uni thing that everyone does. And I got like, I went to Primark. I bought white t-shirts. I was all ready for like the architecture society, white t-shirt social. And then like gets towards evening, I have dinner and I'm like, I know I said I'd go to me. But I'm not sure I'm going to have fun. Wow, I'm on so it then. instead, I stayed in bed. I watched one of the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies, and yeah. I had a cup of tea and some biscuits. Amazing. And it was amazing. Wow. And so to this day, I've never been to a club. Wow. Well, I've been to one or two clubs. I don't plan to go any soon. What I was going to say then is that I am honored because we are going to go for a drink, aren't we? It's scheduled. So the fact that you're going to meet me is amazing so i feel absolutely honored however you were being self-deprecating with a sense of humor there because you do like people but what you're saying is you're introvert maybe you enjoy your own space your own time because on the social you're very friendly you're very helpful you help students out and you run a few things so come on ben you're not you're not you don't hate people no i i don't i don't hate people i just i don't particularly like being around loads of people Especially if they're not people I know. I am fine talking to people. I'm quite nice, apparently, people tell me. <laughs> you are very uh, nice. <laughs> I'm fairly good at having a conversation with people I don't know. I'm pretty good at coming up with something to talk about that isn't just the weather. But it's really tiring. So Great. if I don't have to do it, I'll sit in bed with a cup of tea. <laughs> okay, I love that. Right, so I've got your LinkedIn here because you know I'm not hugely good at preparing stuff. You know that. I'm not the most organized. And I have a lot of... Okay. But so I love that. So we weren't quite in freshers, but you worked hard. You did your thing. Okay. Then you did work experience. And now well, I'm a big fan of Berlin. So I went traveling two years ago before the pandemic and I went to Berlin twice. So you see the week's worth experience there. And so for someone who enjoys their own time and space, what was it like doing the work experience in, in Germany? Uh, it was weird it was i don't even remember the nephew of a friend of a family friend or something had a practice in munich well he's a sole practitioner and worked in a co-op i think so i went over for a week uh, to munich and kind of just mostly hung out he, he'd recently finished a flat and he asked me to kind of have a look and see what I could design in the same thing. And then mm -hmm. also one of the guys he was in the co-op with took me to site a few times. He took me to site. It was very different to here, like going out to, he was doing something in a hospital. Yeah. Went out to there, a little medical center. Uh, his, his colleague took me to this amazing old, like top floor flat in an old building. I mean, it had been completely gutted and they're in the process of building it. Uh, it was interesting trying to use German in architecture because up until that point, I'd never had to do any kind of technical speaking mm -hmm. in, in German or reading anything. Um, the most interesting thing was just the general difference between architects there and here. It seemed like he, the guy I was over there visiting had a lot more leeway in what he was doing and 
more clout, I guess. There's also, mm. the, and then there were minor things, like the fact that when he told me to look at redesigning the, the flat, he came over and had a look and was like, why on earth have you put these doors in the corners? I'm like, because that's where you put doors to rooms in the corners. And he goes, no, 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 no. Put it at least, I don't remember now, 300 mil, like half a minute, something. Put it at least at a distance from the wall. Because then along that wall, you can build a wardrobe. Mm. And I'm like, that's genius. Why don't we do that here? And in actuality on my Instagram, shameless plug, um, Recently, I've been posting things, picking apart bizarre design choices in a stupidly expensive flat in North London. Oh, yeah. And one of the things is that there's all these places for built-in wardrobes, and there aren't any, and they won't work because it's where the aircon is, or there is a built-in wardrobe, and it's tiny. Stuff like this. And it was at, in Germany that I really started thinking about this aspect of things, and it's something that has always frustrated me because even when I've been working on resi stuff, the driver tends to be, not always, but often is is space and how many flats you get in rather than actually thinking about how you can make that flat nice and have decent storage and stuff like that. Yeah. So there that's, you go. That was Germany. Also, I drank far too much beer. Yeah, of course you will do it there. Isn't that? It's amazing that the, what's it, that, isn't it? It's something like, What's the, they drink many of that's not lager, isn't it? It's like Pilsner or something. What is it? Like German German craft beer? It's I mean, it, I think it depends on, it probably depends on the person. I drank a lot of wheat beer and it was hilarious because at the end of the week, I was like, I have not finished a meal all week and I always finish a meal. And then I realized that it was because I was drinking half a liter of beer with every meal and my body wasn't used to it. <laughs> So yeah, my stomach could not fit that much food and that much beer. Amazing. So I was only 17, 18. Well, However I'm... old you need to be to drink in Germany, which is well, probably look, 12 or something. Well, you've done a lot since then, Ben. So, so since since Berlin, you've had you've worked in a few places, right? You've done really well, um, you know. And right now, you've joined a fantastic practice in London, which is amazing. So I'm sure we've got some super exciting stuff coming up. And so, anyways, let's let's talk a little bit about what's close to home, okay? So let's talk about how we met. I can't even remember fully how we met, so we'll flesh that out. But right now, we're on the architecture social, okay? So I'm guessing you got a message from me last year on LinkedIn going, hey, come on to the architecture social. Is that right? Do you remember uh... how we met? So, so you did, and I ignored it. <laughs> as did most of them, as did like 20, I was 4,000 members on the social, I have 29 connections, you were one of 25,000, don't feel too bad, it's fine. No, I think, I, I don't remember why I joined, I think actually, no, I don't know what it was, I think we must have connected at some point because it, you, I don't remember why we connected on LinkedIn, if I'm honest. Then there was one point where I spoke to you about getting a job. And I don't remember if that was last year or this year, honestly. Uh, mm. But yeah, you, you said I got the message from you about the social. And I think I clicked through to it. I was like, oh, I need to make an account. I'll do that later. And then I think six months passed. And then I was I I was trying to be more social. Oh, you were putting effort and in. Yeah, yeah. I was putting effort in. Beginning of this year, basically. Um, mm -hmm. I forget why I decided that. I just thought I you had an urge. I know. I, yeah. I I'd spent all of last year not seeing anyone and not networking in any way and just focusing on doing my part three. And one thing my dad always drilled into me since I was ickle was you've got to network because it's really useful to know lots of people. Or yeah, he says it more angrily or. I don't know, but he taught me that. So I, I, I've been fairly good at it, but over the last year I did nothing. And I thought, oh, well, this architecture social thing sounds like a place where there's probably lots of people that I can network with. Yeah. Uh, and so I signed up and then I, I kind of skulked about a bit. And I think the first thing I actively engaged in was one of the, um, oh, the book club, book club things. Yeah. Yeah, and that's been interesting. I messaged um, 
I know Nilda. Then they are busy, which is totally cool. Well, I'm sure we'll get yeah. another book club going at some point. That was actually quite interesting because the book club, um, and this is my observation now, I don't, I think that there was people interested in the book, but there was also this social dynamic of banter. So I was probably a nightmare <laughs> for Emily and Nilda because I think me and you and everyone were all bantering around. Um, that kind of is the interesting part of the social, which actually we need to do a bit more, Ben. I say we, I mean, I need to do it as well, is to have the actual social bit on there. But when we did it, it was fun, wasn't it? It was a lot of banter yes. in there. Well, it's sunny now. We need to have the architecture social social. We can all go to a park in London. You're right. We 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 need <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine we get <laughs> coronavirus, Ben, in the architecture social social? Well, that's why we do it in a park. Also, ah, by now, most of us clever will have they, had at least one jab. Sure. Yeah, there's a light bulb one. So Ben says we do it in the park. There you go. Doesn't sound like a light bulb, does it? That sounds like like uh, that's not a light bulb. That's a xylophone or Mario leveling up. Let me play one more sound. Okay. What? I can only get away with this because we know each other. Right. Okay. I'll be serious. Okay. We will do the architecture social. And I think that social, social. And you're right. It's really important. And you've been a really good, actually, because we're probably more mates now as well, because you've got to know how busy I am running around and stuff. But this. <laughs> yes, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit all over the place. Um, hopefully. In a good way, but let's go. So we met in the we met in Nilda and Emily's thing, and on the back of that, we did Dungeons and Dragons, which actually was amazing. Your dra the dragon got um, a game of chess and lost. Yeah, yeah. First time I have ever seen a player yeah. deal with any problem, let alone a dragon, by yeah. challenging it to a game. And for anyone that was wondering who I played, I played this noble, fantastic, very generous, very kind uh, human knight. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's you fake were news. A murder, hobo, orc barbarian. Oh, I wouldn't have expected uh, anything less. Yeah, I was the ruthless one. I got very impatient with Doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Character. You were all. You were all pretty ruthless. I was selfish, wasn't it? And we have a sweet... I seem to recall you all discussing murdering a farmer and taking his gold rather than doing a quest for him <laughs> yeah. to get paid. I was role-playing then, you know, when you play a game and you do it different. Hopefully I'm not like that in real life. But um, I hope so too. Yeah, me too. Me too. But look, I mean, look, we're going to be respectful of like, people's names because on the podcast, but what I love is that there was one lovely lady in real life who also role-played with me, and I brought her down to my level. And <laughs> between us, our two characters had a little bit of a motley crew within the Dungeons & Dragons crew. That's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, the, the two of you kind of... What was it? Yeah. G Gumbo and Grimson, wasn't it? Dumbo <sighs> and Grimson? Something? Gumbo? Dumbo? Maybe. Honestly, I don't remember. All I remember is that the two of you wanted to just... You were exhibiting classic first D&D &D player behavior where you finally had twigged that you could do whatever you wanted to do and then the natural thing you wanted to do was break everything. Oh, gosh. Which is fine. I love it. But often it takes people more than one session to quite get that. The power, the power went straight to my head like a like a drunk i was drunk with power <laughs> and we, we we will do another one unfortunately as well because of the timing and everything and you were very sweet because at the time i was overwhelmed and we didn't manage to get a second dance of the dragon so for any listeners who are listening here i want if you feel passionate about dungeon dragons and you want to give it a go drop me or ben a message in the architecture social but right now ben You've got a lot going on, and we will pick up Dungeons & Dragons. But in typical style, because when I get you on the podcast, I know this is an architecture podcast, a 
and I know this is called Architecture Social, but I want to kind of talk about games like The Sims because there's not everyone I can talk about that with. I did try to push on the Architecture Social, remember, a gaming night thing, and it was limited yeah. success. I think I need to get more people in the social to get more gamers because it's difficult. But I am convinced that lots and lots of people play video games in architecture. And lots and lots of people, especially studying architecture, have computers and laptops who can game because a gaming PC is actually really good at rendering. And that's what I used to have. So they kind of go hand in hand, yeah. in my opinion. There is a company that makes custom PCs that a few years ago started making architecture rigs because they realized exactly the same thing. I think they're called like modernist, brutalist and Baroque or something. I don't remember, but they're just mm. gaming rigs, which is interesting because if you talk to, if you look at any PC in an office, I'd be like, oh, we have one of these Intel Quattro, is it Intel? Whatever. These super, super, super expensive graphics cards. Yeah, and these guys just put gaming rendering graphics cards in, and like they're like well, half the price, and will work. <laughs> well, it makes sense, and also what's in. Well, I mean, right now, I actually my computer that I'm running on is actually profit, property of my old limited company because I bought it during that time. I'm lucky though because I built years ago a massive gaming rig, and it cost me like two and a half grand, but it can still Gosh. handle. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty excessive. But I could still handle most things. This was in 2000 and, gosh, 2017. And there was a 10 I should hope it can still handle most things if you spent two and a half grand on yeah, it Yeah, it, it can. I've got like DDR and um, I've got a 1080 Ti. Can't remember what the Intel processor is, but it pretty much handles everything. Um, I did build it in a massive case, so um, that made it easier to construct. I mean, the architect in me would have had it smaller. I did it with my the only bit I had my mate help me was just with the processor, you know, the glue bed, so I didn't mess it up. I don't know if you built a computer. Um, it, no, my brother's built two or three. I unfortunately am a Mac boy, and therefore do you not do you not have, have a, a do, you, do you not what do you do for PC game man? You don't PC game. Uh, I boot camp, uh, or I run it on the Mac. There's limited games where you can play then, isn't there? There's a limit to what it runs on the Mac side. Though quite a lot of my Steam library will run on the Mac side, but obviously it runs better natively on on Windows. But no, it was, I wanted a Mac while I was at uni, so I think in second year I got an iMac, and I don't remember exactly the reason I wanted one. It, it I think everyone at uni had a Mac, and I was like, okay, so I'll get one because they seem good yeah they are um good. but i also wanted to play games so i got an iMac rather than a macbook pro so that it could have a better graphics card and more space for all my video games amazing and i recently replaced that one but that oh, yeah. one that was seven years old i think i only recently got rid of it and it still works yeah mac no macs are good i have a mac actually for my for my business so i do because Part of what I do is so I do all of the recruitment and in-house the culture and talent. Aquilera is a massive privilege, and so when I was um, just starting that job a few months ago, I um, I spoke to my friend. And I was like, oh, I need a laptop. Maybe I should get a gaming laptop. And he was like, No, that is the worst no. thing you could do because the batteries are awful. And you're totally right. And I was like, Oh yeah, but I and they weigh like five kilos. Yeah, they're like built like a brick. They're ugly. Because it's all about RGB. They're all hideous. Well, yeah, no, RGB as a time and a place. But this, you know, an architecture practice is neither the time or a place. And so no. so I got I got a Mac, and it's amazing because the battery lasts like 10 hours. It really lasts 10 hours. Mm -hmm. If I'm hardcore in it, it'll last like six, seven hours, but I'm on about like hardcore, hardcore. But, you know, 10, 11 hours is amazing in a laptop. And Truthfully, because I don't do architecture drawings anymore, Ben. I'm on Outlook and I'm on Chrome. So it you don't really need a MacBook, do you? Um, 
Yeah, but you like you could do that well. on a tablet. No, and well, productivity then goes downhill. Tablets are awful. You know, Mac is nice. No, I know. And if I'm going to an architectural practice, and say no, it's not Accra Lowry. Say no, it's another place. And you're the uh, you're this is your your business in the future. So we've got Champion Architects, with an amazing name. And I walk in, and I have a crappy black Lenovo. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to think about me? Whereas if I if I have the Mac, you're gonna be you're gonna go like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, actually, yeah. I had a debate with my mate about this. It wouldn't be. I don't think you'd judge me for having a Mac. You'd just be like, oh, cool. But if I came in with the gaming rig, that would point in your head, and you would be like. What is this guy coming doing? What's his angle? You know? Yeah, that would confuse. If people understood what a gaming rig was, they'd be confused why you're schlepping a gaming laptop around. And anyone who didn't know would be like, why on earth does this person have a 17-inch laptop that weighs more than the sun? <laughs> when he could have a really thin, easy-to-use laptop. Wow, this this is it. And I remember years ago when I was building my gaming rig from, from my computer, and my accountant was like, "Do you need that powerful computer to do for, <laughs> for, for to run a recruitment business?" And I was like, "You know, so it's like a lot of tabs." I was like, "It's a lot of tabs." I was like, "I'm dealing with some heavy PDFs." <laughs> so because that's not because I needed it. I needed the rig. Okay. I just wanted a little bit. It's like, if I'm going to mm -hmm. build a computer for my business, I'm going to play a bit of games as well, you know? So, anyways, that was a long time ago. And HMRC, if you are listening, I did pay my tax. I've always paid my tax. So, um, you, like a good I, boy. I'm going to get in trouble from, from my... I'm going to have to find the receipt from my GTX 1080 Ti from 2016. Right. So that's back then. So, Ben, since then, lots happened. Since we met, it's amazing. Right, you've run the Dungeons & Dragons. There's a lot of stuff here as well. And it's, I'm, really, I'm really pleased to see you move into an architecture practice where you're happy. Okay, that's really good. And also, I'm going to try to put this podcast out in the next week or two. And so we have to imagine by the time this is out now, and if you're looking at this, if we've recorded this in the second week of July, when this is out, there should be a lot going on. And you should be running right now for your, the Reba Council, which is amazing. Yeah. Tell us all I mean, about technically that. Technically, I'm running already. But... Yeah, technically. <laughs> oh, gosh. Technically. I've, I've messed up the, the timelines, but you are running now. And hopefully I think technically I started running when I submitted the nomination. I Honestly, I don't know. Yes, you've been running, and so hopefully the polls are open when this comes out so that any chartered members can vote. Now, this is an interesting year because I, I am now going to be on the Reba Council in September. I don't have a bell. I'm going to clap. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. That's really cool. Never did I ever think that would happen. And that's down to the community and meeting people like you. And there's something nice about this time of, you mentioned to me a bit before of you're excited to run and you felt like you wanted to do it, which is amazing. What really drew you to run right now, Ben, compared to maybe times before when, you know, you had other things going on? I'd love to know what you thought. You know what? This year, I'm going to go for it. Well, times before, I wasn't a Reba member. Good answer. I was a very bad See? student, and I never, I was never a Reba student member. I was never honestly, a Reba student. But that would, they didn't have the same system back then as they do now. So I'm the same as you. Yeah, so I found out, I think last week, that a, so a friend of mine is doing his part three. He's a student member. He told me it's free. Really? I was never a student member because I assumed I had to pay yeah. and I studied in Plymouth, which was a long way away from London. And yeah. Therefore, I didn't see that gaining access to the Reba Books shop would be all that beneficial to me. Um, 
so that's why I haven't run before. Yeah. Silly me, should have done. Uh, and this year, as my first year as a big boy architect, I got an email like everyone did saying, there's elections, run. And like someone who is easily susceptible to marketing, I did. Um, I, did, I didn't think about it at all, to be perfectly honest, which is atypical for me. I tend to think about everything far, far, far too much. Uh, I intentionally didn't. So I drummed up nominations from both of my previous practices. Got however many, eight, nine, I think. Um, and submitted my nomination and I found mm -hmm. out that it's all been accepted, which is fantastic. So yes, I am now running for Reba Council, which like you is not something I ever thought I would ever say until a few months ago when I started thinking maybe I should run for Reba Council. Um, but I thought that the same way, you know, I think maybe I should become a lawyer or maybe I should move to New Zealand. It's not a thought that I really think I'm going to act on anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm running for council because I feel like over the last six months of me trying to be more engaged in the Archie community and everything, everything that I've seen, everything people keep talking about, lots of people want change in Reba um, yep. in some form or other. I yep. want to be involved. I want to encourage that. I want to help foster more of a link between Reba and students, especially because, as I said, I didn't realize you could be a student member for free yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, honestly, my knowledge of Reba memberships and students and associate members and all that kind of stuff, very minimal. Um, and I kind of want to help fix that somehow. Amazing. Let me go. Hold that for one second while I press this button. That's amazing. We need more people to come forward. Super, super, super important. Like yourself, though, confession is that I thought about it. I know it's something I, I feel like I want to do. I'm ready for it. I'm excited to do it. I'm not going to be worried about rocking up to the table, not knowing. But, you know, I don't need to know the rules of the council. Just go in, my gut instinct, and hopefully represent people on the architecture social, but bigger than that, the community as well. And um, I think it's going to be interesting because this year, there's the sense of, you know, things are changing slightly. And I do think me, mm. me, getting there I, luckily i didn't have to go for the election ben i got elected unopposed <laughs> i got i got there um if this was monopoly i passed the jail yeah. i went to go i collected the 200 dollars uh, 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 that's um that's a bit a bit a bit of a luck but also i think it's a really interesting seat the associate seat because there's so many people competing for the council and that's amazing because on one hand it shows that there are so many people in the architecture community like yourself who are passionate but the associates oh yeah i have so much competition <laughs> you do have a few competition what's a little bit interesting about the seat that i'm in the associate seat is that it's a really strange area for a lot of people as in you know there's two parts of the associate either you're like where you were while you're studying your part three okay and then you go on to chartered or i think that there's also the bit that i don't hear many people talk about where like people like myself that hopefully add values to the industry, we're kind of ending this position where we're not qualified, but we are involved in architecture. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that role is equally important. And I think as well, you touched upon it briefly with, with Reba Stevenson. Hopefully the affiliates soon can start voting because I think that Reba should and is getting better, but there is also lots of work to do to make it more and more transparent, more and more inclusive. So I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer and say, oh my gosh, there's so much work and we're never going to do it. No, I think the best way is to get involved. But I'm kind of excited by the challenge and I'm kind of excited to bring this on the board. And I have no idea what is prepared. And I, and I, maybe I can't take the bell because Simon Alford, will, as the president, would be like, Steve, get that bloody bell and horn out of you. 
so I won't do that. But everything but the Balan Horn I will bring. <laughs> yeah. I, it, like you said, it, things are changing, and that's great. Yeah. I also think, you know, there are thing there is, I have a super secret project that I'm not going to talk about that I'm trying to figure out how to do. And I've been talking to various important people who are far cleverer than I am about how it might work. And it's something where I could really do with it being done with Reba's help. And so the logical thing is to be in Reba rather than outside knocking on the door and please, please, can, can you help me? Yeah. It's a good idea, honest. I love it. So do we get a hint on what the super secret project is? So I may, I may be being paranoid, but someone I spoke to recently pointed out that if I go around telling everyone what my idea is, someone might just nick it and do it. Okay. That's I, a very good point. I have so I have a theory. I don't think that whoever you whoever said that, you don't have to say your idea. But you know me and you, we speak openly to each other like you did there. So many ideas in the world, but the person that actually does it is that's the important one. How many people oh, yeah. have talked about there being an architecture social, but it never happened? And then it's like but okay, you don't have to tell your idea. I don't, I'm not guilt tripping you into like a hall where you go, go on then, and then it's out there, and then <laughs> someone else does it, and you're like, Steve, they're now a millionaire, and it's because you guilt trip me. No, keep your secret. I respect that. Secrets are mysterious and make it seem like I have something really clever going on. Is this the thing that you messaged me a while ago, and I said I don't fully understand it because, um. My I don't know. I messaged you a bunch of things that you said. You there was one. No, there was one really good idea, and I remember reading it. I went, Ben, you might be onto something, but my 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 brain is not in that area. It's very social focused. Maybe I on I honestly can't remember. I I I think I've done a few things by it. no. It's it's something. It's something that is done elsewhere and that used to be done here that I think is, is ripe for a comeback. Um, and it's a very socially focused initiative that I think lots and lots of architects would be super behind. Mm. But I need to kind of sand all the rough edges off it and, you know, actually be able to explain it in an eloquent, short way rather than rambling all over the place for 10 minutes. Well. I can't wait to hear so it. So I can come back when I when it's sanded and you can interview me about it then. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> I'll only be able to offer my thoughts from my perspective. And I don't I do not practice architecture anymore, although I do work in an architecture. I am dying to know what it is. Okay, Ben. So we've talked about a few things here. And around the forty five minute mark, I think it's a little nice segue to say, um, what we can do after this is because I really think people would see what your mandate is. I don't know if Reba yet have published the mandates or the briefs or whatever. So they will come out. I couldn't time. find them. And I'm going to be honest again. I wrote the first thing that came into my head because I had to talk about myself. And I, I'm here talking to you about myself, but it's not something I enjoy doing unless someone is teasing things out of me like you're doing. That's fine. Generally, people ask me about myself and I'm like, yes, okay, I answer the question and I go, yeah, yes, but tell me about your degree and we'll talk about that for half an hour. Mm. Well, well you, you've got one of the Jedi mind tricks there because if in doubt and you want to fill a conversation, I always ask someone about themselves because nine times out of ten, that will get the conversation going. But then... Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, so you, you're going to probably give away all our mind tricks. So... We talked about your background. We talked about where you are now. We've talked about Berlin, and we've covered a very important thing as well as Dungeons and Dragons and the Architecture Social, which is important. And that's what and video games. That is very important, and we will pick it up when things get a little bit best busy. But the immediate thing right now is you running for the Reba Council, which is awesome. So for anyone mm -hmm. out there, I don't like to sway votes. I believe it's like recruitment. Everything else, you have to pick the person that really is relatable. Who your own goals and who can represent you 
But if you want to check out what Ben says, and as a character reference, I think that you're fantastic, then check out Ben, and that is on Reba. So if you type in Reba election, and there's another link called CES Vote, check that out. I think the polls come live July the... I think it's the 9th. Yeah? Is that right? Next Friday the 9th until the 30th of July. Yeah, just looking at it now. So So between that time, expect me to be posting on LinkedIn and... Yeah, post on the social. Post on Probably the only LinkedIn. I don't think anyone knows what my Facebook address is. Uh, you can post on the Architecture Social as well. So. And that, yes. I will be posting all over the Architecture Social, pestering all the lovely people there. Absolutely, because you're a moderator. And um, I think that's great. And people should hear what you've got to say, and they can make their own opinion who they want to vote with, isn't it? So that's what it's all about. We, exactly. do, we do need people to vote. And look, I am. I think that can vote for whoever you want and in the past i'm gonna as make... long as you vote yeah because in the past i used to do it with um democracy as a whole so the general elections i used to say that i would vote and confession here to you and to the public is that sometimes i wouldn't vote because i used to be really disenfranchised oh my gosh is he gonna be labor conservatives i don't know what my views lie in both and look this is not political uh, you know, centered a uh, podcast. Point is, though, I didn't vote, and I kind of regretted it now because it's good to exercise your right to vote. And I do think, especially with Reba, if you are all listening out there, and you have frustrations. Totally get it. Let's challenge it, okay? If you spat down in the pub with me a few years ago, I'd give you all my views. And now, do you know what? I'm gonna go into Reba. And hopefully some good work will be done. And I'm sure there is good work there. And we can build upon it. And also we can speak on people's behalf. So I will be there. And if you want to see Ben there, you can vote for him. And I'm going to tell you the link now quickly. It is cesvotes.com. Okay, that is the thing. But if you type Reba election, you will find that link to cesvotes.com. And you will get there. So, Ben, it's not fair that an interview. It's all me asking questions. So do you have one or two questions that you would like to ask me on the record? You told me I wouldn't have to prepare anything. That's ah, just whatever burning questions you have about me for the social. Or none. I mean, like you said, we're kind of mates now. Like every now and again, we'll just talk. Yeah. for an evening so i've asked you a lot of questions already <laughs> yeah that's true because and we had a um, chat before this didn't we where i told you where i was going and what i'm doing with the social as well yeah we talked for far too long before we actually did anything professional <laughs> um, i'm also the kind of person who will just message someone asking them a question yeah that's good going back to my dad saying you know connect with people yeah i will just message people saying can I ask you this, or can more likely, can I buy you a drink and talk to you about this thing? And the great thing is most people will say yes. Most people are very lovely with the time. Mm. So if you didn't know that, now you do know that. Just message people and ask to talk to them. Like Stephen said, if you get someone talking about themselves, they will be more than happy to talk. Yeah, very true. Very true. So no questions for me? What video games am I playing? Nothing. No questions for you. Is that your guitar? Yes. Okay, good question. That is, in fact, a question yes, I have it, wanted it, to, it, cre- to ask you for ages. It is. And um, I've got to have a confession that I used to get... I was, oh, I was... My mate, who is very good at guitar, at one point said I was no longer a beginner. And I was like, yay! And then good. I've got incredibly rusty. I haven't played it for the mm-hmm. last year and a half. Or pro- but that's probably over there, over egging it. I've not played it for the last year, really. Because all my time, and you know this more than anyone, all my time goes, I've got a little bit of my personal life, I've got a little, my professional life, and I've got the architecture social, and juggling them is, is one of my priorities. Um, so it's a wild ride. Whoop, can't speak. It's a wild ride. I absolutely love the architecture social. Getting that balance is my ongoing thing. So I should play the guitar. I don't. It is my guitar, and I do it. And this is my, uh, there you go. Look at that. I've got, because i got hay fever. I've got a toilet roll there. 
And then I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I should have moved that before, but I'm not going to hide anything. And I got my plants and all this stuff there as well. So, yeah. Well, what you can do is you can bring it to the architecture social social. In yes. A park. So, and we can all have a sing along. We do need to do. Isn't an, that an incentive to come and join us? I do think we need to do the promised architecture social social. It would be good if Autodesk or Graphisoft are listening to buy the beers for that, and we will put a plaque with nice Graphisoft or Autodesk sign in the park. People are like, what the heck is that? We were like, architecture social social made by Autodesk. Be there or be square. But until then, until we organize the architecture social social, and we need to, because it's coming up to the one year uh, anniversary. I accidentally missed it last year, uh, last week, but we will pretend it's this Friday. Yay. Oh, no, I'm not going to publish it this Friday. week. So the birth, it's last Friday. The birthday, right. it's last Friday. The birthday would have gone. Oh, what a mess. My timeline's a mess. But yes, so the architecture social has just turned. <laughs> One. Oh, wait, it has, so I don't need to wink anymore. Anyways, it's turned, so we will do something nice, and we will do something social. One of the confessions I have is that it takes so much time building up the website, and I've learned a lot. Right now, my head is all in SEO, Ben. That's all I think about is SEO, because it's actually so fundamentally important. Important. It's insane. As a business out there in architectural practice, if you are not optimized, you won't be found, and that is quite significant in this day and age. So, Ben, I'm going to go. But before I go, one last question for me. What's your favorite dinosaur? What's my favorite dinosaur? I wanted to say Stegosaurus, but that's not even true. My, say, my favorite dinosaur is a Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Okay. Do you know what I actually... I can't remember. I'm going to bring it up here. Brachiosaurus. You know, I wonder. Had a nose on top of its head. Looking at it now. There we go. What a beautiful, majestic. This is the one from Jurassic Park where they're looking in the field. Maybe there might be. They might be brontosauruses. The Brachiosaurus is like a brontosaurus, but it has a nose on top of its head, so it could stand in a lake. Yes, that's the one. That's what. That's what the books that I had as a child said. Yeah, that's the one. Well, Ben, we've what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Nothing. We've covered it a lot. It's been emotional. <laughs> I love everything we talked about. People can message you on the Architecture Social. They can find out all your values. They can drop you a message as well. And we will meet up. At, yeah, at one and point. on LinkedIn. Yeah, we will meet up on the Architecture Social Social. Um, but in short time, I've got some music here. So I've got a retro, <laughs> see, keyboard here. So we need to have some music. So this game over is a bit sad, but we want something happy. So there we go. Thank you, Ben. This is the podcast. For everyone listening, this thing's loud. So That's so loud. That was for you, Ben. Thank you very much. Great. On that note, I will be ending the podcast. Ben, people can get in touch Thanks with you. Ben, stay me. on the line until it shut it down. But that's been it for today. Everyone, have a good time. See you again soon.